Chapter 23 of The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. This is a Discerning Hearts recording read by Chris McGregor. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila, translated and edited by E. Allison Pierce. Now, as I have said, it is most important that from the first we should be very resolute. For this, there are so many reasons that if I were to give them all, I should have to write at great length. Some of them are given in other books. I will tell you just two or three of them, sisters. One is that when we decide to give anything, such as this slight effort of recollection to him who has given us so much and who is continually giving, it would be wrong for us not to be entirely resolute in doing so and to act like a person who lends something and expects to get it back again. Not that we do not receive interest. On the contrary, we gain a great deal. I do not call this giving. Anyone who has been lent something always feels slightly displeased when the lender wants it back again, especially if he's using it himself and has come to look upon it as his own. If the two are friends and the lender is indebted to the recipient for many things of which he has made him free gifts, he will think it meanness and a great lack of affection if he will leave not even the smallest thing in his possession, merely as a sign of love. What wife is there who, after receiving many valuable jewels from her husband, will not give him so much as a ring, which he wants, not because of its value, for all she has is his, but as a sign of love and a token that she will be his until she dies? Does the Lord deserve less than this, that we should mock him by taking away the worthless gift which we have given him? Since we have resolved to devote to him this very brief period of time, only a small part of what we spend upon ourselves and upon people who are not particularly grateful to us for it, let us give it him freely, with our minds unoccupied by other things, and entirely resolved never to take it back again, whatever we may suffer through trials, annoyances, or aridities. Let me realize that this time is being lent me and is not my own and feel that I can rightly be called to account for it if I'm not prepared to devote it wholly to God. I say wholly, but we must not be considered as taking it back if we should fail to give it to him for a day or for a few days because of legitimate occupations or through some indisposition. Provided the intention remains firm, my God is not in the least meticulous. He does not look at trivial details, and if you are trying to please him in any way, he will assuredly accept that as your gift. The other way is suitable for ungenerous souls, so mean that they are not large-hearted enough to give, but find it as much as they can do to lend. Still, let them make some effort, for this Lord of ours will reckon everything we do to our credit and accept everything we want to give him. In drawing up our reckoning, he is not in the least exacting, but generous. However large the amount we may owe him, it is still a small thing for him to forgive us. And as to paying us, 
He is so careful about this that you need have no fear he will leave us without our reward if only we raise our eyes to heaven and remember him. A second reason why we should be resolute is that this will give the devil less opportunity to tempt us. He's very much afraid of resolute souls, knowing by experience they inflict great injury upon him. And when he plans to do them harm, he only profits them and others and is himself the loser. We must not become unwatchful or count upon this, for we have to do with treacherous folk who are great cowards and dare not attack the weary. But if they see we are careless, will work us great harm. And if they know anyone to be changeable and not resolute in doing what is good and firmly determined to persevere, they will not leave him alone either by night or by day and will suggest to him endless misgivings and difficulties. This I know very well by experience, and so have been able to tell you about it. I am sure that none of us realize its great importance. Another reason, very much to the point, is that a resolute person fights more courageously. He knows that, come what may, he must not retreat. He is like a soldier in battle who is aware that if he is vanquished, his life will not be spared and that if he escapes death in battle, he must die afterwards. It has been proved, I think, that such a man will fight more resolutely and will try, as they say, to sell his life dearly, fearing the enemy's blows the less because he understands the importance of victory and knows that his very life depends upon his gaining it. We must also be firmly convinced from the start that if we fight courageously and do not allow ourselves to be beaten, We shall get what we want, and there is no doubt that, however small our gains may be, they will make us very rich. Do not be afraid that the Lord who called us to drink of this spring will allow you to die of thirst. This I have already said, and I should like to repeat it, for people are often timid when they have not learned by experience of the Lord's goodness, even though they know of it by faith. It is a great thing to have experienced what friendship and joy he gives to those who walk on this road and how he takes almost the whole cost of it upon himself. I am not surprised that those who have never made this test should want to be sure that they will receive some interest on their outlay. But you already know that even in this life we shall receive a hundredfold and that the Lord says, Ask, and it shall be given you. If you do not believe his majesty in those passages of his gospel where he gives us this assurance, it will be of little help to you, sisters, for me to worry my brains by telling you of it. Still, I say to anyone who is in doubt that she will lose little by putting the matter to the test. For this journey has the advantage of giving us very much more than we ask and shall even get so far as to desire This is a never-failing truth. I know it. Though if you do not find it so, do not believe any of the things I tell you. I can call as witnesses those of you who, by God's goodness, know it from experience.